So we're talking, obviously, in the middle of the, the Sikha talking about Espoitidus, and we're talking last week about the ability in Espoitidus to be able to really recognize oneself. A part of Espoitidus is I'm Espoitid, I'm alone, I leave society, I leave my image that I have to portray to society, I leave the image that society wants me to portray to myself, I leave all of that behind, I'm able to just really be alone and figure out who I am. That's part of what, what's taking place. I don't, need a, I don't need to act in a certain way. I don't need to be a certain thing. I don't, need to, I don't need to do anything other than who I am. And like we said last time, it's a very scary thing. We're very, very afraid of meeting ourselves. It's very scary because it means we really have to come into contact with who we are and what we do and what we want to do and our taivas and, and our ritzayness and the capabilities that we have. It's, it's, it's a scary thing to do. And like we said last week, it's, it's something that we're all afraid of. And it's one of the reasons why we always will run to try to do something else to at least mindlessly fill our minds rather than be involved in the process of thinking, right? You see, sometimes you go on a train. It's a big pellet to me. It's still a big pellet to me. You go on a train and you see like a 45-year-old businessman who's an accomplished businessman, at least he dresses that way, and he's sitting there on his phone and sometimes you sit next to the guy, you can, like, you can see a screen on his phone. He's not on emails. He's not even on, he's not on social media. He's sitting there on like some game on his phone, literally just like this for like 45 minutes on the, on, the, on the train, just going like this and this and then playing the game. And to me, it's like a crazy thing. It was like, a, whatever, I didn't grow up having games on my phone. I grew up obviously without a smartphone, but just the concept you could have a 45, 50 year old guy who's a successful businessman who would rather spend 45 minutes on the train mindlessly playing a game that has no tachlis and there's no, there's no, there's no geschmack to it. It's not like he's playing a deep game of Monopoly where, where you know, there's two sides and there's something going on and there's exciting and it's risk. He's playing literally a mindless game, why? Just so that his mind shouldn't have to be thinking. Just so that he shouldn't have to be involved in the process of thinking. You know, what's going on with my life? What am I doing? How's my, how's my relationship with my wife, with my, with my siblings, with my kids? Just to really be able to think about life, he'd rather do something which has absolutely no meaning, just to push it, fill his mind so he doesn't have to really think. And it's, 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 all, of that becomes, all of that becomes because we're scared to really face ourselves. We're scared to really become in contact with ourselves and have to look ourselves in the mirror and say, where am I? What am I doing? What do I want to be doing? What am I not doing right? And to really come into contact with the real us is a very, very scary thing. And that's why many of the times we'll, we'll, one of the challenges the Yetzirah puts in the way of despite of us is just, uh, I'm scared to be alone. I don't want to be by myself. I don't want to be. And therefore, when I go in my car, I turn on the, I turn on the, the radio or, some, or a podcast or I turn on music. Every, it's, I'm constantly looking to make sure that I don't have any quiet moments in my day so that I don't have to really face myself. That's really what we talking about last week. I read that Revolba. Shlema Volba from the Alei Shur, and his yeshiva, he was very into his boininos. So oh, to his boinidos, his boininos. So the Balei Musa used to do, and he pushed very much at the ilum should be his boinin. Then he spent time thinking about the life. He called Cheshben Anafesh, but he pushes very much. And I read that there was one bachar in his yeshiva who felt that the whole thing is bittul taira. The other yeshiva, I'm not sure. He told Meshkiach I'm not doing this thing. His boininos sitting and thinking. He said it's all bittul taira. I don't want to be involved in it. Right? We said last week that many of the times. Those excuses are really coming just because we don't want to be alone with ourselves. And the Yetzirah knows that if we are misbeited or are misbeited and do make a chesh ben nefesh, we'll grow that much more than if we learn. And therefore the Yetzirah uses learning as a crutch to make sure that we're not misbeited. Right? So that's what this guy told the Volba. He said, enough of this bitl taira, misbeited. I never heard about this thing. Chaim Velazhin didn't do it. We're going to sit and learn the whole day. And Volba was very upset. Volba took the bacha by his hand and he walked him out of the yeshiva and he said, go on a spazir. Go take a walk. Go, uh, go be with yourself for a half hour and come back. Five minutes later, the boy walks back in. Bacha walks back in. Revolva says, no. He says, the whole thing's done. So he says, yeah, I'm finished. I did everything I needed to do. So he said, like, you, you, did you see a dog that scared you, like, on the path? Like, you, you saw something that scared you that made you come back to Yeshiva? He said, no. He said, did you see a stranger, somebody scary that scared you? He said, no. Revolva said, I think you did. He said, I think you saw somebody that scared you very much, a real stranger. So I think you came into contact with yourself 
and you saw yourself, and that's why you came running back to Yeshiva. You just wanted to open the Gemara again because it's so scary to be alone out there in the street by myself, with myself, to recognize who I am. And therefore, Avolba said, you came into contact with the scariest person in the world you can meet yourself. And therefore, he came running back to Yeshiva. He told him, go back outside and go figure out how to be with yourself and become comfortable with yourself and recognize who you are. So uh, I was just reading, I'm in the middle of reading this book. Uh, I spoke about this book last week from Shlomo Hoffman that, uh, that we spoke out last week. I just want to read it. Pasha talks about the same Indian. I was scared to confront ourselves. It's the whole, uh, half, about half the books about self-awareness. So I'm just told me they're about ready after the second book, but half the books about self-awareness. He says, he says the following thing. He says of Isaac Sharis, a big Talmud of Isaac Sharis. He says, one day someone came to tell me that Isaac called me for a meeting. I was not yet in Shaduchim, but I presumed there was some kind of preliminary meeting for a Shidduch. So I got my jacket and I went to his house. When I got there, I saw that no one was home but him. He thought that he's meeting a Shadchan, he's meeting potential Shver. He walks into the house, it's just him and of Isaac Sharis. He said, did the Rashiva call me for a meeting? I asked, he says, yeah, I called you for a meeting with a Yetzirah, he answered. He said, why does the Rosh Hashiva think of a Yetzirah? I keep up with the learning schedule the Rosh Hashiva made for me, which he writes in the parentheses, of Isaac Sher told him to learn five hours of Ian each day and 40 blot bakiyas every week. Yeah, five, blot, five hours of Ian and 40 blot bakiyas every week. He said, what am I doing wrong? He saw that I was offended and said, so tell me, so why do you come to me? Like, why, why do you consider yourself a Talmud to me? So he said, the Rosh Hashiva is a great person. I come to learn from him. So Isaac Sher said, he said that I'm great. Well, then what Masechta did you learn last summer? So he said, I learned Masechta Sukkah. He says, you remember over there, the Gemara on Dafnun Bey says, that call a Gadol Mechaveri Yitzhak Gadol Mechaveri So he says, if I'm greater than you, if I'm your Rebbe, that means I have a greater Yitzhara than you. So don't be offended when I tell you that you have a Yitzhara. Rabbi Isaac Shara said, because my Yitzhara is much greater than you. And Rabbi Isaac explained that even though he, he has a greater Yitzhara, he's still in a better position to be able to know how to deal with the Yitzhara because he's more years experience, plus his Rebbe is greater, and etc. But he said, the Ikrzach is, we're born like wild animals with a Yitzhara with a mission to bring it under control. So don't be offended when I tell you that you have a Yitzhara, we're all of a Yitzhara. The only question is how to deal with it. Right? He, he speaks a lot about this concept of just self-awareness. We, when, we, when we sit in the base medrash and we don't want to be misplayed or misplayed, do we think to ourselves, we don't have a Yitzhara. Right? I'm learning five hours in a day, 40 blot a week, so I'm good, I'm good. Everything's good in my life. And Rabbi Isaac Shah was trying to tell him, stop for a second, be misbite and be misbite. Stop and recognize, no, no, you do have a Yetzirah, you do have impulses, you do have taivas, you do have rechinus to do things which are connected to Ratzon Hashem, and that's part of who you are. And Rabbi Isaac Shah said, I have it also, and my Rabbi, the Alta from Sabatka, had it also, and every Godel has it. We all have a Yetzirah, we're just scared to confront that part of us that has a Yetzirah. And he says, most people hide from themselves, like we spoke about last week. They're scared to confront and acknowledge the impulses that drive them since deep down they think that that, they think that, that means that there's something wrong with them. If I have to recognize what my taivas are, so then I feel like the biggest loser. I, I really want to do that. I really want to be involved in such an avoid and something so, so low and disgusting. So I'm scared to do that. I'd prefer, to, I'd prefer not to have to confront myself so that I don't have to recognize what I want to do. Right? This is linked with the issue of guilt, etc. It's hard for us to admit that there's something wrong with us. So we choose to live in an illusion that there's nothing wrong. We run from a Yetzirah and first refuse to turn around and to face it. The truth is everyone has a Yetzirah. Everyone has impulses that drive him. The Vilna Gaon writes in many places that although, that although these impulses might drive us towards bad things, they were created to be redirected towards good. Right? It's a major Yisrael in the Baal Shem Tev and to bring it here for the Gaon. The same Yisrael, every impulse you have can be used for good. Every inclination, Kayach and Nefesh, can be channeled to serve Hashem. Taivas are necessary for the service of Hashem and for the preservation of our bodies. We, we must subdue our Taivas but still allow them to exist. And therefore, that's why it's important to teach our children that having a Yetzirah is normal. Right, when we're running away and we don't, we're not willing to be misbeined or misbeided, we're not willing to think about what we do, so we 
tend to convince ourselves that we're totally fine. But the reality is that, yeah, we have a Yetzirah. A Yetzirah wants to do things that are ra. I told somebody, somebody the other day after the share that I think it was at, uh, that Rabbi Dr. Abraham J. Torsky, when he first started in psychology school, psychology school, so I think at some point in his, in his uh, learning career, so they wanted, part of what they do for psychologists is they make, the, they make sure that the psychologists have all their problems figured out first, right? Because Kiyadua, the biggest people that are psychologists, the ones that have the most issues. So they had some sort of, you know, group therapy or group, you know, Indian where they went around in the class and they worked on figuring out if they can really talk about what their impulses, what their drives or what their desires are and to try to figure out how to work on them. And, you know, Rabbi Torsky said, he said, I know exactly what all my tithes are. He says, anything it says in the Torah, it says, those are my tithes. If the Torah tells me not to do it, that means there's a part of me that desires to do it. And even though I, I may not want to confront it, I may, want, I may not want to admit it, I know as a, as a Torah-believing Jew that everything it says in the Torah that I shouldn't do, there's a little part of me that wants to do it. Maybe there's bigger parts of me that want to do bigger, very smaller, but there's a part of me that wants to do those various. And therefore, I'm comfortable recognizing that I have impulses to do things which are totally wrong. And he says, if a person feels jealous, it doesn't make him a bad person. If a person desires bad things, it doesn't make him a bad person. If a person has impulses and drives, it doesn't make him a bad person. All these things are normal. To the contrary, a person who does not have a Yetzirah is abnormal. We're all human beings and we all have problems. The real issue is learning how to control our impulses and direct them towards good. If we can't recognize that, yeah, we have Tivus. We have a Yetzirah. We have a desire to do things which are Ra. We have a desire to be involved in things which are not Ratzon Hashem. And to recognize that that's part of us. That that's who we are. And to be able to come into contact and to have that self-awareness. So we're never going to be able to work on ourselves. We may be able to learn five hours of in a day and 40 Blapakiyas. We may be able to be learning and davening a lot. But if we don't stop to turn around, like you said, and face our Yetzirah, we're never going to figure out how to become great by channeling our Yetzirah. I'm never going to figure out how to really come into contact with you. That is something that I'm involved in. That is something that I want to do. Uh, Joey Rosenfeld, who's like a big, uh, he's big in the world of addictions. I, I, I haven't listened to him a lot, but I have a friend who is pushing me a lot to listen to him. He talks about this all the time, that every one of us has a tchunas and nefesh of an addict inside of us. Even if you're not actually addicted, you all, we all have a tchunas and nefesh of an addict. We all have something that we want to run away from because it numbs our minds or our hearts from having to think about the reality of our lives. Right, so for some people it's cigarettes, some people it's drinking, for some people it's learning. But it's all, we all have that idea, and that's something that we want, which will numb our minds and our hearts from having to think about the reality of our situation we're in. So there's a tchunas anafesh that we all have. And until we're able to really become self-aware and to, and to recognize that, that, yeah, we have a yetzara, we have challenges, we have issues, we have things that, are, things that, are, things that we, we struggle with, until we really recognize that, and recognize that that's normal, like he's saying. All these things are normal. A person who doesn't have a yetzara is abnormal. Right, they said that somebody one time, somebody one time, I think it was with the Kutzker, somebody one time came to the Kutzker and said, he said, uh, it's, a, it's a big issue, his kid was off the derech, and he said, uh, he said, my kid's, uh, my kid's eating, eating treif, my kid's eating chazer, and he's, uh, and, he's um, and he's dancing with girls. So it's, uh, it's mama shit, it's terrible. You know, he's dancing in the clubs with girls. So the Kutzker said, he said, he said, you tell me that that's not normal? He said, if you told me that your son was eating girls and dancing with pigs, I would say that that's not normal. And he said, dance, he said, Eating pig and dancing with girls. He said, I also want to do that. I also have a type of that. He's able to overcome it, right? But he said, that, that's the natural tendency of a human being is that he has a Yetzirah and wants to do that. So you tell me it's not normal that he's doing that? Of course it's normal. Right? You talk about, da, you know, talking, and da, talking during davening. I was talking to somebody this past Shabbos. You know, talking during davening, the issue they deal with in a lot of shuls. So, you know, it's not normal. You don't have proper cover that feel. You don't understand. No, it's normal that a guy will work the whole week and will come in Friday night into shul. And it's the first time he's sitting down properly. First time he's seeing his chevra. He's not in a rush to go to work. It's the most normal thing in the world that he should want to talk during davening. It's not abnormal that he talks during davening. It's normal. Now you have to figure out, okay, now that I recognize that this is my impulse to talk during davening, how do I figure out how to deal with it? How do I make sure I channel it in the proper way? How do I use it properly? How do I make sure that I don't 
But you have to first recognize that that's normal. That's part of who you are to have the self-awareness. And that's part of what takes place in his bainus and his baidudas, whatever word you use, is just to have the ability to be self-aware. He says it helps a person be able to get, you know, stand up properly to Nisayan. Helps a person recognize what he really wants and what he really is. If you don't figure out how to do that, if you don't figure out how to be comfortable being alone and becoming self-aware and recognizing what, what, what our tithes are, what our tzayinists are, what we desire to do, it's going to be very, very difficult to have real growth. We could be learning and davening, we could be doing great the whole day, but it could all really just, just be, if not done properly, a distraction from really coming into contact with ourselves. So Hashem, Hashem should help us so we should become self-aware. We should be misbeded to the point that we recognize exactly who we are. And so by doing that, utilize our Averis all for the, all for the, uh, for the sake of the servant of Rabbanu Shalala.